Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. And this is one of an episode that we've done. Yeah, like we're the done third, counting yeah. at the beginning. We got a lot uh, of episodes just, out yeah, there. It says it, it says it in the notes. Yeah. That's all that matters. But so we are good. so happy to be back with you got a, this Friday episode. Yeah, we got a couple interesting things going on. We do. Do you, want, do you want to talk about your interesting thing first? Well, my interesting thing is, I mean, I don't know if it's interesting to everybody, but it's my son's birthday. It's it my should young, be interesting to everybody. It's my youngest son's birthday. Pete. Petey. Petey turned two today. Ah, Pete. And he hit terrible twos like six months ago. <laughs> but he's now gotten into this thing where now he like he throws things off of tables and stuff where like if you put his food plate in front of him, yeah. he'll look at it and he'll do like the most. I mean, it, it's like you have a second to catch it because he'll put his hand out. Like he's gonna swat at it, and you literally have a second to grab that plate, or it's flying. Oh yeah! And then he swats it, and then he he'll give Sarah his hand and say, "Sorry, mommy." Oh man. Like, I'm like, oh kid. And then we laugh because it's funny. It's, it's, it's cute. R- it's yeah. ridiculous because he's sure. like he's putting his hand out like, oh gosh, the kid is yeah. just he's he's a handful, but he's so love cute Pete. too. I love, I adore Pete. He's all yeah. smiles. He's all huggy and stuff, but he loves to destroy. <laughs> so we got him. He loves basketball. Okay. Uh, he, so Luke likes to play basketball outside. We got ba- a full-size basketball hoop for Luke outside. Pete loves to go out there, and he he like he goes, basketball. He sounds like the aliens from uh, Space Jam. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he loves to like have the basketball, and then he throws it. I mean, it barely goes anywhere, and he's like, yeah. And so we bought him one of those little tykes uh, basketball hoops, like the one that he could just slam dunk every time. He he g- opened it, and I mean that's all he played with for over an hour this morning. Nice. Like, I could not. I like a two year old holding their attention for more than ten minutes. Oh yeah, it's impressive. He he threw the ball into the hoop. Like I mean, like you know, just like dunked it. Yeah. Then he would run, chase it, pick it back up, come back, dunk it. Like, nice. And the whole time is yeah. I'm like, oh, Petey. He loves it. Yeah, he does. Like, he, it's nothing yeah. like getting your kid a gift that they they love. I know. It's the funny thing is, so both Luke and Pete love basketball, and yeah. I have never liked basketball. Yeah. Like, I was a basketball I, guy. I know. Yeah, I know you are. I know there's lots of guys that like really are into it and love playing it and love watching it. Yeah. I I have never enjoyed anything of it. <laughs> playing the game, like watching the game. Really. It's never been my thing. Yeah. It's just never been my thing. And people will say, well, try college basketball. But like it, here, and here's the thing. This is what drives me insane about basketball. And you're going to laugh because it's, it, this is so stupid. But I hate the squeaking. The squeaking? Like the squeaking. on the se- sneakers? <laughs> really? That's what it is. It's, it's it not, nothing drives, to do with the game. drives me insane. Like, I can't watch a game. Really? Because I, I get so dialed into the squeaking sound. I'm like, oh, my goodness. They can't, like, baby powder these shoes or something. I know they'd be they, sliding they all over. Fall. Yeah. That's but it's the like, thing. You gotta... Oh, my goodness. I can't take it. Like, I watch five minutes of a basketball game, and I can't get into it. It's too much back and forth. I'm not a back and forth sports kind of yeah. guy. Like, I like hockey fine. But it's not my favorite. You like slow sports. I like slower sports. More like me- like baseball more- and football. Baseball and football are my two favorite sports. I like stuff that's more methodical uh, and gives yeah. you time to take a break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> baseball, you can go, you can play, and then you can go have a sandwich, come yeah. back, you yeah. can play for a little bit. Yeah, the little little boys out like, there, yeah, girls like, out in the outfield. Yeah, no, they're, I'm saying like picking dandelions. Play a game like you're in the, when you're batting. You're like in the dugout. I mean, you can have a snow cone. And yeah. nobody's gonna be like, hey. Put that down. You might be playing soon. It's like, I know I have 20 minutes until the next time I'm up. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's my kind of sport. Well, Fo- football, I just love football. The yeah. game, the sport of football is the greatest. Yeah, basketball, you have to have your shoes at a point where they, they're sticking to the floor because you will slide all that's around. That's like real tacky. Yeah. So when you're playing, that was you always wanted the floor to be get get all the dust off of it. There'd be big like dust mops that you'd like we'd have practice and stuff, you bring the big dust mops out. I've seen that. And then you'd always like be taking California your, duster. You're taking your hand and you're wiping the bottom of your shoes with it to try to get the dust off. Oh my goodness. Is that why guys do that? Yeah, because it's you slip around and you have to have your traction and you'll fall. I, I, I always wonder. I'm like, why do these basketball guys yeah. keep touching the bottom of their feet? Yeah, it's getting like the dust They're off. They're getting of it. the dust off yeah, so they don't slide. Exactly. You want the squeak because you have to have traction. I understand that traction is probably necessary, but if they could find a way to remove <laughs> that from the telecast, <laughs> I would enjoy the game so much more. We even had these like sticky pads 
that that were between the the benches. Uh-huh. They were you could pull pla- they were plastic. You could pull like sheets of plastic, and they were kind of kind of like that those rollers you have for your clothes. Yeah, the like rollers, a lint roller kind but of. But it was thing. big and plastic, so you go over there and you like get your feet on there and get them sticky. And then okay. and once once they got all covered with dirt, you'd rip that sheet off and you'd have a new plastic sheet in there. So that, and then that, your that's shoes would be like literally sticking yeah. to the floors because a little bit of that residue. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, <laughs> it makes it even worse. I, 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 it drives me nuts. Uh, like, oh, uh, my my shoes are squeaking today because of the rain. Another hurricane is is coming here. What? There's a what hurricane. Are, what are you talking about? There's a hurricane, There's a hurricane Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that the other day. We've no. never talked about that. <laughs> well, it's Hurricane Nicole. It's, okay. What, what is it with these names for like, hurricanes? Nicole does not sound like it a hurricane It doesn't sound name. threatening. Like no. Ian was before. I mean, yeah. I'm not Ian's, saying that... I mean, these hurricanes do destruction. They should have names that are, that, it, that it, are scary. Inspire fear. Yeah. Yes. Like... like I don't know something other than Nicole. Like, yes, like Nicole's coming. Oh wow! It batting down the hatches. Goliath, <laughs> Hurricane Goliath is yeah. on its way, and they should just all be called Goliath. Has there ever been a Hurricane Steve? Zach, we, you, you and I. Okay, so Zach <laughs> and I. Like, I can, this is back when Hurricane Ian. Yeah, because we had to say, and, and we're not making light of this situation no. at all because it was obviously devastating. Right. It's just the name. But we were wondering, like, when have names been used? And so we looked it up, and there was a, I forget when, it was in early 2000s, there was Cyclone Steve. <laughs> that and is, that's what it's that called. That is a tremendous name. It was Cyclone Steve, <laughs> and it was in, uh, it was in Australia, because in Australians, they don't call them hurricanes, they call them cyclones. Just just to be different? I, I don't know, I don't know why. Or maybe I, we're different. <laughs> maybe we're, yeah, I, I don't know who's, who's, I mean, they're both right, it's just yeah. a different name for the same thing. So if we would have done that British quiz, cyclone, yeah, it? they would have called it a hurdy gurdy or something. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so there was cyclone Steve in the early two thousands, but then we didn't realize this. There was like what some, was what what, what was uh, cyclone Steve? They, like lots of devastation, or is he one of those ones that was? We haven't got to <laughs> the the joke that you're trying to make. Okay, the joke you're trying to make, we'll get to right here. So there was one called Hurricane Stephen, spelt like my name, S T E V E N. I'm not a P H. I'm a V. Um, but it was a future casted hurricane for 2042. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that there was future casted hurricanes? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And it. it said it was like in a magazine article. Or it something? was no, no, no. It was on. It was on like a. Uh, I forget what the name of the site was, but it was like all dedicated to like like tracking hurricanes. And this this hurricane Stephen that's coming in twenty forty two is supposed to be the most one of the most devastating hurricanes initially, but then we are reading it and it says it, essentially it loses interest and and moves on. Like Hurricane Stephen is is really bold up front, but then becomes weak fast and ends. And Zach thought that was the funniest thing. Now, okay, let's put it in the, into context. 2042, Steve, is going to be approaching 70 years old. Yeah. All right? Oh, wait, no, 60 years 60 old. 60 years old. I can't do math. That's math's, all right. Math's not important, yeah. right? Yeah. The life. For youth pastor, like, the only math I have to do is how many pizza slices for this number <laughs> yeah. of teens. So how many pizzas do I need? Um, but, yeah, I'll be in my late 50s. So, yeah, that probably will be very, it'll probably be the big joke. Cyrus is going to call me and be like, hey, look, it's Hurricane Steven finally came. It hit hard, but now it's slowing down. <laughs> oh, man. And I'll say, leave me alone, Zach. Yeah, How'd you get this number? I, <laughs> so you're assuming we're not going to be uh, friends uh, yeah, at that I'm, point? I'm, I'm almost certain at that point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have said something to one another on this podcast, on this very podcast. This one today. That ended, that ended uh, so that's your deca- future cast? A, a decade-long <laughs> friendship. No, it's not my actual future cast. It's just funny. <laughs> How'd you get this number? <laughs> <laughs> we went to court over this, Zach. <laughs> Why are you calling me? That's dark. Yeah, that is dark. <laughs> I had to some protective... I had to go into protective custody. <laughs> like, how do you know where I'm at? I'm just kidding. Oh, do you have man, something that funny. you wanted to mention? No. Please tell me that. Was that it? That when was, you said I have something I wanted to talk about? Oh, the hurricane, yeah. Oh, 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, obviously we're not making light of actual hurricanes or actual <laughs> situations where people are put into danger. Our hearts and our prayers obviously go out to those who yeah, have struggled. For sure. Um, with that, but... Uh, but it's just, very rainy here today. It is very rainy here. I, do you know what I did yesterday too, Zach? What'd you do? I put up my Christmas lights. What? Already? I put them up. Um, we're, not gonna, we're not going to light them just yet. So just because it was warm. It was a very warm, nice Yeah, that's day. that's always the that's always the, the thing when it's when you're in November and you get a warm day or yep. even October. Yep. And you're like, should I do it today yep. or should I wait till December when it could be really yeah. cold? So I went up there and I did my Clark Griswold best. <laughs> I, I put up all my lights. <laughs> the little twinkling lights aren't twinkling, you know, the little lights aren't twinkling, Clark. Thanks, Clark. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Um Oh man! But yeah, so I went up there. But so um, I had to put up several new strands, and I realized after I put them all up that the colors don't like the whites are a little bit off, and it's driving me insane. I didn't think you turned them on. Well, I had to test them. Oh, okay, okay. So I put them up, I test them, and then it's oh no, this white is a slightly different shade than this white, and it's not like soft white and bright white. It was they were bought years apart and probably some of them are like dimmer dimmer and older i was like oh goodness Ah. yeah sarah's like don't worry about it no No. nobody no one's gonna notice nobody well everybody's gonna notice now because i said it on the podcast exactly they're gonna be looking for it (laughs) that's every all 10 people that know where i live (laughs) they'll uh, be like hey steve look at your lights yeah we're already we're in christmas mode man like i've i've given up on like waiting until december right i want two whole months of christmas there you go I started listening to Christmas music this morning while I was making pancakes for the kids. Really? Yeah. Way too early for me. No way, dude. I think no it's because my birthday's in the middle of November. I can't do Christmas before my birthday. Yeah. And Christmas, then and then uh, and then Thanksgiving's like the week after. It's a reminder so. that Zach's birthday's up next yes, week. Exactly. The send, send me gifts. Lots are of gifts. Are you are you gonna be away at your brother's for your birthday? No. I'll be here. What is the seventeenth? Is that Monday? It's Thursday Thursday of next week. Oh, so, oh, I'm a week off. I'm thinking next week's Thanksgiving. It's the following week. Yeah, we still we got, got a little bit of time. time. Anyway. You're just way early on your Christmas lights. No, I'm, no, I'm not. I know. So it's only I, as early as you want it to be. That's true. You can leave them up all year round. Some I, people I, do. Some people do. I, I, I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like that. No, that's not my thing. I'm not doing that. Good. Anyway. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Zach, Stevie? today we found a, a fantastic, interesting article on the church that we thought we would bring to you. And, of course, this is uh, something we found on Relevant Magazine. Yeah, we've been doing that last few weeks. We were, I like looking at these articles and talking about yeah. them. Give us talking about topical things. Topical things, things, things are, sure. Things, things that, that are, are going important. on in the life of the church. Yeah, and this is important to the life of the church. Incredibly important, uh, because this is why should you get involved in a church? Yeah. And, I mean, this is something that's been widely debated ever since COVID. And even before COVID, I had, I had a coworker back in the early 2000s, um, and we're talking about church, and I invite him to church, and he says, you know, I love God, and, and I, I read my Bible, but I just don't like the idea of a church. I don't like... What didn't he like about it? He just, he didn't like the people. <laughs> he didn't like the roles. They felt like he was being, they were, they were like pushing on him, and, yeah. and and just the way he felt when he went through the church just felt always like he was being judged, and... Uh, and that's an unfortunate and just, reality. And just didn't want to go and said, you know, I'll just do church, but I don't want to go to church. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate reality of why people don't want to go to church a lot of times. Or, I mean, that was the excuse I heard pre-COVID yeah. a lot was, it's judgmental, um, I can grow on my own, I, I like to read my Bible, I love God, all that. But there is a call for us to be together as one. Right. Uh, now, post-COVID... It's become a lot easier because for two years, and I'm not just saying it at our church, the, like churches in general, a lot of them move to a live stream of some kind so that they can still get their messages out. Yeah. And, you know, and something that became like a temporary solution to a, a temporary issue has become somewhat of a permanent solution for some people because they've realized, well, it's a lot easier for me to just roll out of bed in my pajama bottoms or yeah. whatever, you know, in my pajama right. and sit down on the couch, watch the message, and I can even watch two messages. I can watch three messages if I'm really ambitious and I can take in all that information and I can allow it to soak in and then I can move throughout my day and I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and 
I will say this. I love watching messages at home. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and I watch uh, Sarah more so than me. I, I think she watch she watches or listens to at least a dozen messages every week throughout oh, really? the week. Yeah, uh, she's my my wife is as as diligent as they come and being committed to to growing in her faith. Nice. Um, I wish I wish I had her <laughs> same drive because yeah. I mean she is just she's a really good multitasker and so she could listen to something and absorb it while doing something else. And I mean, she's doing pretty complicated tasks a lot of times where it's like, she's, she's a, she's our church accountant. Right. Uh, so I mean, or she's watching, you know, she's home with our kids, uh, you know, whatever the case might be, but she's always absorbing that's great that stuff. And she'll point things out to me. She'll send me podcasts. I'm like, how, how do you do all this (laughs) at once? And, uh, but I'm I'm, a superhero. She, in a lot of ways she is. Uh, so she, um, she listens to a lot of messages throughout the week. I struggle to, uh, cause I mean, I can only do it when I can focus directly on it as otherwise. And even if I'm focused directly on it, my brain still wanders. Like I, I struggle to like, yeah, I I don't like watching online messages and I, I don't maybe it's because I'm not in the room with it but I'm mm-hmm. always picking, like picking out things yeah. like why do they have this background what's what's going on here like what why is this happening like like uh, that, you're watching people watch church yes. almost is that and the, it, the it, feeling it, that yes, you get? it doesn't feel like I'm there and I'm part of it and yeah. I, and I I like I like don't like watching it at yeah. all <laughs> I think I mean my conviction I think your conviction as well is like understanding the principle behind why we are at church for service too. It's, you know, it's to be part of a community. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's people out there that will say, well, I don't necessarily love being around people and like being part of like a large community of people or even a small community of people. I'm a lot more comfortable growing on my own and I'm not here to dog on people like that. I understand some people are more shy. They're more introverted. Um, I mean, I'm, there's plenty of introverts that come out to church, but I'm saying right. there's some people that just like are like to be less social and it takes a lot of energy for them to get out. But there is a reason why we do come together. And I think this is an important thing to talk about, especially post COVID when even people that are, I love being part of communities have just found greater ease in, well, this is one, one thing I could take out of my schedule to add other things into my schedule. Sure. I can listen to church in the car while I'm driving to the thing I want to actually do. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So why, the, the article at Relevant, it was uh, written by Tom Tom Rayner, uh, says this. It's an uncomfortable conversation. I was in an uncomfortable conversation with a young couple um, where they were talking about leaving the church. I'm paraphrasing. The wife said, without hesitation, it's nothing against you or the church members, Pastor. We just think we could serve Christ better without the institutional limits of a church, being being inside the church, being part of a church, being a member of a church. I could serve Christ a lot better than that. Now, Zach, what would you, how would you respond to that? I hate to put you on the spot. Um, I would say... It's, there, you could potentially do it, right? Yes. It depends on... I mean, if you are digging into... God's word, if you are seeking him daily and you feel a can a you're being restricted by your church, maybe a you need to find a new church. Yeah. <laughs> or B, hey, um, maybe God's calling me to do something else. But I also think that co- young couple might be missing the point of what God is calling yes. them to do as a follower of him. Um, we are not f- called to follow him in and fill ourselves up only. Yep. We are called to follow God and to do what he has for us, understand what his what his love is, and that's his people. Um, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as yourself. And part of the church community is is the community. Yeah. And is the people and and, and being and walking alongside people as they go through difficulties and and uh, um being there to pray for people, being there to bring a meal, being there just to yeah. just to be part of somebody's life yeah. um, through the ups and downs of what, what's going on at your church and in your community. And when you pull yourself out of that to grow closer to God, you're, yeah. you can't grow closer to God maybe, but you could also be missing what God has for yeah. you as his follower. Yeah, I, I would have to question 
once again, non-judgmentally, but you have to start questioning, all right, the motivation behind why you love God. Uh, and I, this is why this and this is why, like, I think or I see a lot of people moving away from the traditional style of church. It's because it's it's the self enrichment. It's the if I hear a good message and if in my mind, church is all about the message on Sunday morning and that's what I get in my head and that's what I'm allowing to enrich my life, which it can be very it can, sure. you know, it'd be very edifying. It helps us grow as believers. I mean, I think when you think about which church you're going to pick. I think that's probably the number one thing people want. That's going to pick be the, a church. Yeah. It's like the it's like the the light in the lighthouse, right? That's yeah. what draws someone in. Oh, can this can the yes. pastor speak a message that's going to help me to understand God better, and, and I want to sit there and listen to it? Or is it going to be like Steve and his sneakers? I'm going to get in there and I just can't stand it because all I hear are sneakers <laughs> going the whole time, and I can't it's, can't focus or grow. Well, to God. Uh, this person more, you know, like smelled or like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you have perfumes or this person sang too loud or this person wore a hat or this person did this. Like, and we get focused on all those things that are, and we're allowing ourselves to become distracted. That yeah. is one of the issues. Um, you know, but I mean, yes, the very first thing that does draw us into a church is the pastor's ability to communicate a message that's going to um, allow us to to grow as individuals. I mean, when I first stepped into the doors of New Life Baptist Church back in 2006, yeah. uh, you know, as an adult, I came sure. here, like I said before, as a, as a child, but that did, you know, that was yeah, like, right. I got invited by my friend to come to <laughs> youth group kind of deal. Yeah, they're not picking, they're not picking the, their church because the youth pastor preaches a good message, right? Yeah, well, they didn't even have a youth pastor <laughs> back then either. Like, this was pre-youth pastor days. They had yeah. just volunteers. Yeah. Um, so, but going back to my whole point here is, like, I came in, I listened to our then senior pastor, uh, Pastor John, you deliver a message. I listened to the worship, and it drew me in. I'm yeah. like, oh, I get it. But sometimes that's where our understanding of the church stops. Yeah. It's like, this is what the church is for. Um, and I, and if, if that's what we treat the church as, it's just a place for me to receive a message so I could use it in, in my life. I mean, that is good sure. uh, for us to be enriched. But if that's all we're doing with it, then yeah, it's going to be really easy for us to say, I just have to stay home and listen to the message, and it's the same thing. Exactly. I can still, like, you know, like, serve. Like, I could do something nice for somebody today. Or I'll still send my check. Like, I'll still send my check. I'll still tithe. I'll still do some of the motions, but it's lacking the heart uh, of what it's all about. And, you know, we always come back to the same thing because, it really, it's the heartbeat of, of the Word of God, which is the Great Commandment. The, the Bible really centers around this thought, uh, is that we love God uh, with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbor as ourself. It's, yeah. And that's the two things that the church is all about. It's about we serve God, we come and bless God, we worship God collectively uh, as His creation in building relationship with Him, which He desires more than anything, and then we build relationships with each other as God desires, because yeah. like there's nothing that God loves more than us coming together. Him looking at like I created Joe and 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 I created Zach and I created Billy and I created you know Sally and all these different people. We can go down the list of all the names. I create all these people and they like each other like that 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 and they're worshiping me together. That's awesome. That's like that to God yeah. is like the greatest thing. <laughs> so we are to love God with everything. And we always get that part a lot of times. And that's why we could so easily get separated from the church. But then it's like, oh, I got to love other people. I got to care for other people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the hard part. But it, is it necessary? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, like, yeah, I, I get why people say, like, I can still serve. I can still love God. I can still follow God. Yeah, you can. But there's a lot of, there's a there's a lot of great reasons why that God gives us. It's not that man came up with to keep you connected in a church. God gives us because he knows we need one another. He created us for one another. Right. So you want me to get into some of these points? Yeah, the sure. article points out, Zach. And uh, I'm going to try to say this word correctly because in, 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 in our preparation for this, <laughs> I mispronounced this word horribly because I had never heard it before. And Zach's like, I said it one way, and then I said it another way. And Zach's like, oh, I've heard it that way. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> the Bible is cogently 
Is I say that right? Cogently. Cogently. Yeah. Clear on the importance <laughs> of church membership. What does cogently mean? It, it, it's like you can understand it. It's like it's not... Uh, it's it's a weird word to use. Why, why not just <laughs> say the Bible is clear on the yeah. importance of church membership? Yeah, it's, is it like saying like perfectly clear? Yeah, like it, there's no you shouldn't be able to mis misunderstand it. There we go. All right, so it says this from Acts chapter two verse forty two, where the community of believers formed the first church through the first three chapters of Revelation. So they're saying from that point until the very first three verse because after the first three. Uh, chapters of Revelation that gets into prophecy and such. Prophecy. Um, the New Testament is written to the church. It's yeah. like directed to the church, the community of believers collectively, or is written from the context of the local church, people coming together. And it says the local church is God's plan A, and he does not have a plan B. Yeah. There's no like, ah, just do it by yourselves. No, from the very beginning, even when it was dangerous for them to gather, they gathered. Yeah. Um, and it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, strongly communicates the idea of membership. Each person in the church is part of the local body, and the body does not function well unless its members are functioning well. So that's why we, we you know, join a church, is saying we are committing ourselves not to a building. No, no. Not to a bunch of pastors. We're committing ourselves to one another. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's that's number that's like number one, and it should really hit us. Like, okay, I'm saying that I belong to New Life Baptist Church, not because like I want to guarantee them a check every week, right? Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like I want to care about the other people that have also dedicated their lives to attending or being members of New Life Baptist Church, right? And that goes for any church, right? For, you know, at that, you know. At that point, right? Um, you know, we belong to one another. So, and like, we all have different gifts. We all have different abilities. We all have different things that we could do to communicate to one another the importance of God, the importance of caring for right our neighbor, yeah. right? Yeah. Keep going. You're doing. Oh great. Uh, no, that's all I had on that. Yeah. No. That's, I mean, did you have I mean, anything you wanted to add? No, I think that's pretty pretty clear pretty straightforward pretty so yeah we gotta stop thinking about it as like uh like a club we're joining and more of a i'm joining this because i want people to know that i care right and i i, I want to serve others because god has gifted me in certain ways right and i feel like and our job as church leaders is to make sure people feel like they have a place where they can serve and, and an opportunity yes. to serve because that's what we're called to do we're called to serve others and 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 you know take the love of Christ and, and his teachings to the world. And, you know, we come on Sundays and get plugged in. Where can I get plugged in? <coughs> Excuse me. At <coughs> Sorry. Oh, buddy. I know, it's rough. Where can I get plugged in at my local church so I can be used for God? Yes. And if I don't feel like I can get plugged in there, maybe that's why some people are like, well, I'm just, I, I want to serve. I, I, I'm not being used here. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. I can serve better. Yeah. So that's our job as leaders is to make sure people have a spot, have an feel not feel like, but have a have a purpose. You know, if someone wants to get plugged in and and understands what God, the reasons why I'm coming to church, mm -hmm. let's find a place for them and and something they can do to Absolutely. further the kingdom. Yeah, further the kingdom, and also, I mean, it also helps with personal fulfillment too. Sure, like we're all looking for like this idea of that I belong to something that's greater than me. And that I'm fulfilling something, like I'm part of something greater, so that I have that personal fulfillment that I've been seeking yeah. in my life. Like and, my, I, and I think my that purpose be, is complete. That should not be the reason. That should be a secondary reason. Well, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like that is the reason. You know what I mean? Sometimes that people use. Yeah. In, okay. In, in, Fair. Yeah. I, right. I think that should be just a byproduct, like your cup overflowing and you're enjoying the abundance. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's the reason why we choose which church it was because I have the personal fulfillment. I feel, I can feel it. You see yes. what I mean? Yeah. No. And I agree with you. It's a secondary thing. I'm just saying it is, it is a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. For, no. And, and, I, and I'm not putting down your point either. I'm just saying that's the reason why people choose yes, church and, and it shouldn't and, be. And you're right. You are right. And thank you for clarifying that. And I think it's an important clarification that needs to, to be 
um, be made. Um, I was thinking about this because I mean, we get I get a lot of times this idea, or not this idea, but like I've been told by several people about membership in general, like uh-huh. not just about coming to church, but being a member. I don't need to be a member. Like I had one person tell me they didn't want to be a member because they're like, all it gives me is voting rights. <laughs> I'm like, that's the reason why you, like you don't care about being a member. To me, membership is more like almost the the idea of of marriage versus just dating somebody. All okay. right, I can you're, see it, yeah. you're committing yourself yeah. to someone, and you're saying like on paper, like I've committed myself to you before other people. Yeah, I like that, and you're not committing yourself to. Let's, for example, New Life Baptist Church. You're not committing yourself to uh, the pastors of New Life Baptist Church or to the the giving aspect of New Life Baptist Church. You're committing yourself to serving the other people that call this place home. Right, and and we share the vision of how we can serve the community greater as a whole. Exactly, exactly. So it's 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 calling yourself to a higher standard, and we live in a day and age where people are less likely to. Even in, in marriage, it's like, well, even though I take these vows, I'm still going to like, you know, just scoot out of it if I don't like it anymore. And that's that's the that's the thing we really got to look at our hearts. Yeah. Like, why do we feel that way? But uh, but sh- we because we should take our those vows, you know, and hold them as something important. And I'm not just saying something to say it. I'm saying it because I do long to care for other people, and I'm committing myself to a congregation of people that I'm going to care for. Um, so it goes beyond that. Like we can't have the mentality. The pastors are just going to take care of everybody at a church like ours, ours, six pastors can't do (laughs) that job. We can't take care of that many people. Like people that are members of the church that have dedicated themselves to this, that have given up their time, um, you know, to dedicate to others are vitally important yeah. uh, because uh, if we, if the pastors are left to do it by themselves, we'll never be able to complete it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, absolutely impossible. I like this. It says this too. It's kind of expanding upon the last point. It says membership in the local church is other focused. And we just talked yeah. about that a little bit, but I like that, you, you know, and you, you know, this one, Zachy, cause it's your favorite book of the new Testament, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 25. Something about a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Um, and let us not neglect our meeting together, okay. as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Yeah. So since the day that Jesus left the earth and ascended into heaven, his day of return has been imminent. Um, but was but what does it say? The writer of Hebrews, who we don't know who was, right. we discussed that last week. We did. The Mysteries of the Bible <laughs> episode, which was one of my favorite episodes to record. Um, we are meant to encourage one another. Yes. Like if we're sitting at home watching a message or listening to a message, as as educational as it might be to our hearts and our minds, we're missing the point of, after the message, what are we doing? Like after the message here at New Life, you can go into the commons and hang out and have a coffee and talk about the message, whatever. Right. Get involved in a small group, whatever the case might be. You can you can care for one another. That's what one of the things that I've been made really aware of over the past few uh, months of, of of my life here at the church is God giving me opportunity. You okay? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> was God giving me opportunities to care for people, to pray with people, to people just opening up to me unexpectedly? Yeah. And it's been it's been amazing. Yeah. Like I I love it not because they're coming to me and they're opening up to me because God's giving me the opportunity to to care for people. Right. Uh and you you might say to yourself, "Steve, you're a pastor. Don't you do that all the time?" <laughs> well, yes. I I go out of my way to check on people. Yeah. But like in the course of a conversation where people just feel that they like they, they don't really know me, but they feel like they can open up to me and I can pray with them and that kind of thing. I'm like, man, God, this is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. Like this is what the church is all about is being able to trust one another uh, too with our hearts. And like, so yeah, we have to be here to encourage one another, to lift each other up, to hold each other accountable, uh, which is actually the next point that in this article is the church membership. And they say like, 
Like they, they use all these big words, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like somebody was like the source, the source, the source. What's the? but it, it really encourages accountability. Yeah, like that's what membership is all about. Is I, I'm not a good Christian on my own. I need people around me right. that are going to call me on my stuff. Yeah, to put it nicely. Right. And you want people that are doing that that love God and not and not doing it for selfish reasons. Exactly. Yeah, they're not trying to manipulate n- manipulate you to some way of thinking. No, it's like pointing you back to uh, the the person, the the one that matters most, which is God. So when I'm making decisions that don't reflect that, or yeah. or don't um, bless God's name, then yeah, uh, it, like that needs to be called out. And when we're on our own, when we're left to our own devices, <laughs> unfortunately, and we might say to ourselves, "I would never do that." But we're always going to go back to what's easiest, which is caring for ourselves, yeah. not caring for others and not caring for God. But it's like, well, God wants me to be happy, which is constantly the mentality yeah. that people that people in general come back to. And I, I'm even guilty of that. Like, right. yeah, doesn't God want me to be happy? Well, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, what do you think? Uh, no. At <clears throat> no point does God say, I want you to be happy. He he wants us to follow him, so we have fulfillment. Oh come in- on, Zach! God, doesn't God want us to be a little? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I agree with you 100. percent He, you know, the 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 word is joy. It's yeah. con, it's it's a contentment in whatever happens, right? And Absolutely. I think Paul. That's you know when you when you read Paul, that's one of the big you know things that run through Paul's teaching is this idea of being content through all the afflictions that has, hap- has happened yeah. to Paul. And, and look, you know, because I, because the only thing that matters in my life is Christ, you know, t- for me to die is, is gain, right? Yes. To, to me to go through all of these, you know, problems and afflictions and being tortured and whipped and all the things that happened to Paul, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, right? Because I have Christ in my life. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, I mean, and we want to believe that, you know, life is about us about us being happy because that's what the world teaches us. Right. And so we think, well, God created the world, so obviously he wants me to be happy while I'm in it. Nah. No. That's not it. He wants you to be joyful. It, and it's and it's joy in the fact that my relationship with Jesus is better than anything else that this world can offer. That, that, that this world can offer because there is an eternal security and an, and a daily confidence and um, just just protection, security, purpose that comes through knowing where I belong in God's plan. Yeah. For me, right? Yep. And and it gives me something that 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 people search for. <laughs> what is the meaning of my my being here on earth, mm-hmm. right? And when you have you know Jesus giving you the the roadmap of your life, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. These are the people I want you to minister to. Understand who I am. Understand my teaching. Understand what I have for you and others, and go and do it. And that is your purpose in life, right? And when you start to to add, you know, things to it that aren't of that, you can feel yeah. it. When when you're in it, when when you truly have given your life over to God in a way that you're changing your focus from yourself to others and to Him. When stuff comes that it takes you away from that, you begin to feel it, yeah. right? And and like, how do I know that I'm following God's path for my life? Well, when you get on it, you you begin to understand what the Bible is teaching about, you know, make you know making straight paths and and, and not not uh, you know not a, not everything's going to go well for you, but you, through these difficulties, you are going to feel God presence mm. and all of these things. And when when you're when you're in that. You begin to understand that okay, this is this is who I am in Christ, and this is yep. this is I, I don't I don't want this other stuff, right? Exactly. That's and that's what we come to realize over over time is that the more I practice this and and held accountable, the more I realize that this is so much better than anything. That right, I can and, give and myself and your 
and your relationship with the people in your church help you to stay on that path. Exactly. And because we're all going to veer and go sideways and, yep. and be, get into ourselves and pick the things that are easy and the things that are fun and, mm. and, and you know, like taste good, right? Like that's yep. the thing. Like I, I'm all, if I had my choice, I'm going to ch- like, I always come back to food when I'm doing yeah. analogies. Like, I'm going to uh, pick the thing that tastes good. I'm going to get a cheesy a ni- gordita crunch. Has a nice crunch to every, it. Every day. Over something that tastes bad is good for me, right? Yeah. But not that following God tastes bad, right? But it, it, it takes a, a, a more mature but you're saying it's, palate like, it's the junk to- food. Instead sure. of the thing that's actually nutritious, right? And like, so you're not saying that it doesn't taste good, but it's the thing that's better for me, right? You know, you could look at a plate of burgers and a plate of broccoli, and you know, one thing <laughs> is definitely better for you because it doesn't have a bunch of like you know fat and gristle and whatever right. in it. But it's like eh, it's easier to eat because I like the flavor of it. Well, right. like yeah, but. You and, should and, know and, what's better for and you. And these are just big, you know, like analogies. Yeah, these are illustrations. Illustrations, sure. Yeah. But the purpose of what, what we're talking about for for this, what the article and, and the local church is, the people that you you partner alongside people who are doing the exact same thing you are, trying to navigate this world in a way that honors God and fulfills that great commandment on our life, mm-hmm. and we can help each other. We can hold each other accountable, and we can... We can encourage each other, right? As the past, as the you know the the writer of Hebrews says, encourage each other today. Yep. Not tomorrow. Not I'm going to you know watch this message today and maybe I'll call somebody sometime this week. No, it's I'm yeah. there with people and I'm encouraging them as I'm wa- as we're yeah. walking through this together. And I think it's another thing that people need to recognize too. As you, as you say that, I brought another thing to mind is that it, church is not a, just about Sunday mornings. And because, I mean, it's so easy on Sunday mornings to come in, listen to a message and leave. And if that's all we ever do within the church, then it's like, yeah, it's a no brainer. I could just do this from home. It's a lot easier than me having to spend money on gas. Like, yeah, but it goes beyond that. Like the, the, the really important aspect of it is, is I'm going to commit myself to being part of a community, being part of a small group, being part of a ministry, being part of like, you know, clean up or tear down or You know, you know who are the happiest people that that I see are the people that are serving. Yeah, you go down to the, the our bread basket. Those yeah. people that are serving people, they're they're like sixty running. volunteers that are all happy. They're running around and they got you know the, everybody's got their thing they're doing and they're everybody's happy. And I'm like, yeah. dude, like if my, like my job, my work, nobody is happy in there. Like everybody's yeah. miserable because they have to. <laughs> I be, have to do it. They have to be there. Paycheck. You know, this is for yeah. a paycheck. No, you're doing it out of out of loving God, right? Yeah. And you're taking time out There's of no pay. No, it's on Saturday morning. Like I, I got stuff to do on a Saturday, right? But I'm yeah, taking time that's away. My time. Yeah, I'm taking time away and going and doing this, and everybody is so happy. But then they walk away and they're still happy. It's yeah. not like nobody walks away from that situation. And be like, I just wasted an entire morning. Right. No, it's like, man, that felt good. Right. And like you want to do it again. We're packing shoeboxes this weekend I know. for Operation I, Christmas. We're show. doing that. Yeah, Saturday morning. Well, that's tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, and the, those ladies that run that ministry. Are some of the happiest people I know, right? In, in on this earth, like they are, they just they do it out of the goodness. And, of their and, and maybe you're not in a ministry, and you're thinking, I just don't have time for that. Like, I would love to do that, but my schedule's so busy. I've got all this going on, this, this, and that. Well, maybe it's a time for you to take a step back and saying, okay, I'm going to choose the things that are kingdom important. Yeah, and I'm going as I'm doing that. I'm going to find that fulfillment, not that happiness, yeah. but that joy and that contentment that 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 nourishes our soul. Yes. Instead of you know puts the band aid on it, the, exactly puts the the gordita crunch on it. Yeah. Helps us feel better for a yeah, day, and then we feel gordita terrible gordita later. Crunch, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you're you're completely right. It's like maybe my kid doesn't need to be in a third sport this year. Maybe right. they pick their two favorite things to do all school year, and then the rest of the time we're dedicating to us being like growing together right as a community of believers cuz like guess what man we lose that time that time doesn't come back right like we only have a finite amount of hours with our kids before they graduate from high school and they move on to college and they become adults um and so yeah there's there's you know and even speaking to students that are listening to this make wise decisions like right. we don't you don't need to be involved in every extracurricular right i know it looks good on a resume for college it doesn't matter but no, I mean, it, it, really, it matters a little bit. It but. matters a little bit, but not to the point where you are so maxed out that you can't breathe and you're like up until 12 o'clock at night doing homework and, you know, right. and not don't have a social life. Like, 
God wants first and foremost for you to find joy within him, which means surrounding yourself with fellow believers uh, and building off of one another. And then that kind of gives us that motivation and ability to push through all the difficulties. So don't take on more than what you need to. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do a sport every quarter or, yeah. you know, every nine weeks, you don't need to be part of something different. It's like, yeah. okay, let's, it, let's, let's settle down and see what's you actually never have important. a conversation with an adult who has grown children and they're never going to say to you, man, I wish I would have spent less time with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if you're a, a parent out there and you're thinking, man, um, we, we're going to pack more things in here and kids are going to do more stuff and like that. Well, choose things that are going to be kingdom honoring, mm-hmm. whatever that could be. Kingdom and, building, kingdom honoring. Yeah, community, but right. And you are going to find more fulfillment in that than yep. you would be doing other stuff. And that could be stuff at your school. Yeah. I mean, it could be being part of... A, you know, a, a sports team, or it can be. You can be a light on your sports team. Absolutely, you can be a light those aren't those aren't bad things. But when you're doing 13 of them and you don't have time for anything else, you know, you're you are you're gonna get burnt out. Yeah, there's yeah. no question that you're gonna get burnt out. So you have to pick the like. We have to be wise with our time, and right. I, we live in a day and age where like it's the, the easy distraction is just put put more on your plate, put more on your plate, put more on your plate, and then it's like I can't breathe. All right. And I'm I'm burnt out and I'm maxed out and I don't understand why I feel depressed and and I'm, I'm and once again not that's not a dig at clinical depression or anything like that I'm talking about like I can't figure out why I feel so down all the time and so tired all the time so well, we've maxed ourselves out yeah. uh, to the point where uh, we we can't even get our head above water right um, and that's so what, so serving God shouldn't be just another thing we add to that list exactly it's like we're doing this as something to we we find joy right. in doing it. And it's removing something else and adding yeah. what's going to be fulfilling. Yeah. One of my favorite things this year was when we when we served in Pittsburgh, we did the Light of Life yeah. ministry. And honestly, the the great the greatest thing that I received in all of that, it was like just a blessing was the people that just said thank you. Yeah. You know, and like that I was like, oh this is awesome. Like right. people love like are being served, they're being cared for, they're being taught God's word and they're thankful for it. And that's like the greatest blessing. I find joy in that. It was hard work. Right. It took dedication. I had to walk, go away from my home. I had to, you know, I couldn't sleep in my comfortable bed, yada, yada. Right. But at the end of the day, I got to serve people and care for people and we will find joy in our service. Right. But like Zach said, if like if it's just another obligation that we add to the table, it does us no good. Right. It's like looking at that plate of food we talked about earlier with the burgers and the broccoli and thinking, <laughs> you know what? I don't really want to eat that. I want those burgers, but the broccoli is good for me. So I'm going to eat all the burgers and then I'm going to eat the broccoli after. And then I'm, I'll be Shove good. it all down. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, you just I'm, missed I'm the miserable. whole point. You I'm, missed the whole yeah. point. You're not going to like, you know, if you're thinking about dieting or whatever, yeah. is, is kind of like the analogy we're using here. Okay, I ate the broccoli, but you ate three burgers too, so it's really not yeah. going to help you yeah, at all. Yeah, it's not helping you. You you just you just added. You just it added will help st- you because you ate a bunch of fiber in, in that analogy. <laughs> but in in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you just stuffed your you've overstuffed yourself, and you can't even you're not enjoying any of it. Right. Um, at first, it was great, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I am exhausted and I feel lethargic. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't want to move. So it's re- it's replacing it's not it's not moving around. Yep. It's replacing something with what God wants you to do exactly. over something that you want to do. You want to do. Yeah, personal desires versus God's desires. Um and I mean sometimes those things can align, which is awesome. Right. Like I want to do Operation Christmas Child box backing. God needs me to do this cuz it blesses people. Cool. It's like, that's a win-win. But it's not always going to be a win-win, but you can still do things with joy. And that's when when they talk about using your gifts and abilities to honor God. Mm -hmm. Everyone's given certain gifts and abilities that are, you know, yours, Mm -hmm. and you are good at things. And so using those things, you find even more fulfillment because, wow, I'm good at this. I, I enjoy doing this. Like you said with Operation Christmas Child, you enjoy doing the boxes. Not that everything we do is is enjoyable, but fi- there's all kinds of things to do in the kingdom, and we're all different. You know, like Paul c- 
describes us different body parts, right? And we yeah. all have different gifts and abilities. So maybe your service is something different than your friends, but this fulfills me in a way because I can use my singing ability. I can use, you know, whatever, my teaching ability, you know, the yep. teaching gift that God gives me, um, and do that instead of, you know, I, I, you know, or whatever that could be. It, maybe you're just adding, you know, this churchy thing that, hey, this is God wants me to do. I'm going to get rid of this, but it's really not fulfilling you in a way yeah. because it's not using your gifts properly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, which brings me to just our, our final thought on all of this is can, can we exist as Christians without the church? And my answer is wholeheartedly no. Right. We can't. Like, we belong to one another. We're called to it. The Bible's very clear on it. There's there's no really workaround. Now, I will say, if you're struggling to find a home church, it's good to keep yourself plugged in to, you know, God's Word. I mean, but then once again, we've talked about this before. There is there is the personal responsibility. It's not just about the messages. It's about devoting yourself to God, being in His Word, understanding His Word, right. p- prayer, like being devoted to God fully in our personal lives. Now, if you're in between churches and you're trying to figure out where should I be, then yeah, it's okay to have a season where I'm just watching messages at home because I don't know where I want to be. But we should at some point, like I would say you shouldn't allow that to go on for more than a few months. Like we need to be part of a church community. Yeah. But I mean, some people need time to heal. Maybe something bad happened where you're like, I just don't trust the church. I don't trust being part of a community. Then there's nothing wrong with taking time back and like and just focusing on your relationship with God. But God desires for us to belong to one another. So yeah. after a few months, even if it's like half a year, after that season, get find start looking for another place where you can worship and you can trust and have conversations with like people and come to know what that church is all about. And then devote yourself to that community of believers, care for each other, bless each other. Um so yeah, the 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 Christian without the church really cannot stand. <laughs> yeah, because like, we will convince ourselves always that w- our actions are fine, what we're doing is fine, because yeah, and we'll end up allowing worldly things to enter in because there's no accountability. Yeah, and I think that's one of the greatest reasons why we need yeah fellow believers around us. So. Any final thoughts from you, Zach? Oh, I think that was a good podcast, Stephen. I enjoyed it yeah. immensely. I'm really enjoying this, and I hope you are too. So for Zach and Steve, have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.